Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi villains and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast and today we're going to talk to you about a little quick preview for the Chelsea game coming hot in the heels of the Sheffield United game that we had last Wednesday. As always, it is me, Neil Dunworth, and I'm joined with Paddy Kelly from the Munster Line Supporters Club. How are you doing today, Paddy, on this uh, very early on this Saturday morning? Getting used to the early ones. Getting used uh, to the early ones, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I must be getting old with that... Uh... Not able to sleep on on a Saturday, so we may as well record this and get it out there before tomorrow. Exactly, exactly. Well, my dog doesn't allow me sleep on it at all. My dog has, I don't know what it is. Does he have some sort of quartz mechanism in his, somewhere in his body, but he's able to tell exactly when the clock hits half past six and he just bursts into the room, hops straight up in the bed in front of my face. So my, my, you have my, some excuse. I'm just getting old. <laughs> well, there's younger than us getting old, Paddy. That's. <laughs> That's that's what my father always says. But we're here to talk about Chelsea, and um, yeah, I suppose hot in the heels. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of eyes on this. It's uh, Sunday, four o'clock kickoff, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah, another look. It, it, these are going to come thick and fast. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. There's going to be a lot of desperation, a lot of elation from fans. I know that, as we mentioned in the Sheffield United pregame. That, that some fans it was written off that were relegated already. It's just time to flog everybody that were a joke of a club, which I can't, can't understand myself. Let's just say we go... I, I'm hopeful, should I say, more so than anything else, that we can go to Stamford Bridge and catch a team called that hasn't played 90 minutes like we have. And maybe that yeah. 90 minutes stands to us, but what's your views your, on the outset and the initial views of this Chelsea game? At the yeah, two, two ways of looking at it. Chelsea be fresher than us and... We we have uh, 
that 90 minutes under our belt. So depends on what side you lean on with that one. But uh, I think I think <laughs> all that stuff goes out the window, judging by what we've seen in the last uh, two or three days of football. So um, um, I, I'd like to think we'll be sharper. Uh, I think we will with each game as we go along. Um, as I said, I hope, I hope you said, I hope we catch some cold. It'd be nice. Um, I won't, uh, <laughs> I won't hold any hope on that. Mm. It's two, it's two teams, ninety minutes. Yeah, very little preseason. So, um, obviously Chelsea have got the stronger squad. The five subs are going to help them a lot more than us. Um, home advantage won't account for a whole lot, as we we've seen also. So, you know. I just hope he's he's as attack minded as he can be. Um, I hope he mixes it up like he did the other night. Um, I hope he picks similar type type of team. Although I can see him mixing up a bit to, in order to get minutes under the belt for other players. Um, I can see possibly Samata starting. I can see uh, Horahan making way for maybe Nakamba. Um, Drinkwater might play. You just you, you've no idea. Oh, Drinkwater can play. Sure, he can. No. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. See what uh, what's in Dean's mind. Uh, one change I would like to see. I'd like to see uh, El Ghazi replaced by Trezeguet. Um, I think I think we look better with him than than with El Ghazi the other night. So, um, other than that, I'd be happy to stick the way we are. What do you I- What do you think? I'd even go, yeah, I, I think I, I'm of the opinion, yes, that, look, you go into Stamford Bridge, I don't think we can play Al Ghazi there. Um, I've mentioned previously that I, I want to see him as a change of pace player if things aren't going right for us, that he can maybe come on and, and, and change up the pace. I'm all for playing Al Mohamedi there. If um, mm. if Gilbert is back, I'm all for playing Gilbert there. I don't don't think we should drop Concert. Thought he played pretty okay. Um, interesting character, and I've read a couple of bits and pieces about him on, on the Athletic recently as well. He's he's got a very interesting background. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to like Mohamedi's crossing is is uh, fantastic, and I think that those early crosses of which I absolutely over the last couple of years I used to slate them. Um, that that's all Villa had in their in their arsenal, but I'd like to see them there now that we've got Samata and the Keenan Davis up front. The people that can kind of they can throw their weight around and get and get into the box and kind of kind of perform a small bit better with with that type of ball in there. Um, I'm a I'm I'd like to see Jack more central, um, because just simply because I think we're going to need to run at this team like. Frank Lampard has come out. He said tomorrow he won't be playing um, at centre half, which is which for us could be a good a good piece for, uh, of news for us, considering that uh, you know he's a, he's very agile, he's very uh, mobile defender back there. Like to get somebody in there that that uh, that maybe Samata, if he plays, can maybe run around and so on. Obviously, getting Jack into the centre and running at people. I don't know if Angolo Kante is going to play because of his. Um, his heart issues and, and, and the fact that he was given some time off with regards to COVID-19. There's also been talks that Frank Larbert has said that he's willing to let him go at the end of the season if needs be. So uh, there's, a, there's a couple of pieces there. Obviously, him being a linchpin for, for Chelsea, um, we don't like playing against teams that have uh, a defensive central midfielder like that. We never have liked traditionally playing against those types of teams. So if N'Golo Kante is out, it, it's it's a very big plus for us. And I think if he is, you put Jack in the middle there. We try and win freeze, you know, try and maybe get one on the edge of the box for Conor, Conor Horan to, to, to hit. 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how we line up uh, for sure. It absolutely will. And see, does he change the formation? I don't think he will. I think it'll be something similar. Dean Smith isn't one to, to completely throw the baby out with the bat water. Um, you know, it's a short notice and to his detriment maybe at times. And obviously to some fans dislike all the time. I, from what I can see, he can't yeah. get anything right in some people's minds, which is, uh, which is mind-blowing. But he does the um, same no matter who the manager is, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think it is too. Yeah, it's immediate what do you, success or, What do you think not. on the goalkeeper situation? Yeah, I think that's the one that... Would you change it? I think I would. I think I would. And my reasoning for changing it is that... It's just so high profile. There was nothing spoken about after the game other than that. And there will be focus on him. There will be huge focus. And my phone just buzzed there and, and it said that Lampard now wants to actually keep N'Golo Kante. So uh, <laughs> the exact same news after Toby, he wanted there to sell go. him less than 12 <laughs> hours ago. Has now told me that he wants to keep him. Uh, don't believe anything you read, kids. Um, but no, with the goalkeeper, I don't. I, I think the short turnaround, I would get Reina in there. Um, it's going to like there. It's going to absolutely uh, just just all the build up is going to be about that goal. It's going to be shown about 20, 30, 40 times between yeah. now and tomorrow. And I just think take him out of the spotlight. He he's uh, he has been a fragile goalkeeper before, you know, with his distribution and so on. Um, and I think you take him out, and I think you put in Reina in there. Well, I think it's an opportunity to do the complete opposite. I think. It's an opportunity to back our man, um, put him back in there and, uh, and trust him and hope that he has a good game and be at a springboard for the rest of his career. Because, yes, it was a mistake. Would it, would it have gone over the line if he didn't bump Keenan Davis? Probably not. No. So, you know, he's going to be rusty no matter what way you look at it. Back, first match back in, in, in 100 days. So, in my opinion, he's our player. We have to we have to build him into a player, be it for the Premier League or for the Championship, because we, we still have him for another while. Um, so, and and if we're going to sell him in the summer, we may as well <laughs> may as well play him and and mm. bring him on. You know. Anyway, I I wouldn't change it. That's that's my opinion. Uh, I, um, I'm not sure uh, Reina's heart is in it. Although I'm sure, being the good professional that he is, he would he wouldn't give any less than 100. percent But I think he's counting on the days now till he can get out of there. I see, I see where you're coming from, all right, for sure. And I suppose my biggest, the biggest piece on that for me is that it, I think if you were to ask Jurgen Klopp two years ago, would you, st- would you still have started Karius uh, throughout that season, even though he was making mistakes and even though you know stuff like that happens to a goalkeeper, what would he say? Um, I think if you were to put it, he'll hook him to a lie detector, he would say he would have put him out and he would have put in a different goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> like... Obviously, I'm not. I'm not like Carius isn't a bad goalkeeper overnight either. But yeah. mistakes hinder goalkeepers. It's the exact same thing happened with Scott Carson. A couple of mistakes never was the same goalkeeper again. Um, look, I'm not saying that that's the story with Nyland. I just I think in a shortened period of time that we have in this in, in the Premier League, uh, in this this portion of the Premier League, should I say, we've got roughly about what quarter of the games to go. Yeah. Um, with with that type of of atmosphere. I just don't know if I could if I could let a goalkeeper try and play himself back into into the right mentality or into the right. I think I think you're you're talking about an, he's playing in an empty Villa Park tomorrow, yeah. as opposed to a hostile environment of an away full 
Stamford Bridge. So in, I think I think for that reason alone, I'd stick him in there. Like I mean, all all, all the coaching badges you do will tell you that goalkeepers are completely influenced by confidence. Mm. You're completely killing his confidence if you take him out of there. So um, just by going on my uh, <laughs> my coaching experience, I'd leave yeah. him in. There. Yeah, well, it's as I say, it's uh, for me. Hopefully, he won't be tested an awful lot, and it'll be a mute point come this time. Uh, come this time well, Sunday evening. I just think it would have uh, the uh, negative sorry, effect. Monday morning, should I say? If you look at Heaton being back for for next season, yeah, and he, and Heaton picks up an injury, he he's gonna he's gonna remember this as the time that that he was left out, and there's no trust in him and all that mm. kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, I suppose similarly uh, this time of the year last year, we were probably saying the same same thing about Jed Steer. Can he do it? Oh, I don't know. I'll put in the other guy. We'll play a bit of uh, musical chairs with with our goalkeeper. And then Jed Steer came up trumps. So, you know, maybe I'm just bandwagon hopping with this one. But uh, maybe we might even see Jed Steer goals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we will. I don't think we will. Not for this game. Um, there, I, I, just kind of going back to the Chelsea team, obviously... I don't know. Does, does does this make a massive difference as well? But Pedro has come out and he said that he doesn't want to, that he's considering and more or less coming down on the side of not playing for Chelsea for the rest of this year because he knows he's moving to Roma um, at the end of the year. And also Chelsea have just bought Timo Werner to play up front. Now, yeah. our favorite Tammy Abraham is still there, and he's most likely going to be starting up front against us tomorrow. Um, I wonder is he happy with Timo Werner coming in? You know, he hasn't exactly had a, so. yeah. he hasn't exactly had a bad campaign. He scored quite a few goals. He's at, he's yeah. at one stage he probably still is. I just can't remember what the statistics are, but at one stage he was the highest scoring English English player in the Premier League mm. um this year. So you know I, I tell you, I'm happy that Timo Werner's coming in for the simple reason that there's there's an open book there for us to go and chase Tammy, you know, yeah. especially especially if we stay up. Um like I mean, Chelsea will will have carte blanche as well because apparently they're scrapping financial fair play for a year mm. in order to get things back to normal. So, um, they won't stop a buying team over in there either. They'll spend money until that that squad is is at its optimum. And let's be honest, is is Tammy going to be in that squad if they can spend money like they can on Timo Werner? Probably not. It's going to cost us to pick him up, but I think there's a good possibility that if we stay oh, yeah. up, we might, we might pick him up. Not that I want them to score any goals tomorrow or anything. <laughs> It'll be interesting yeah. to see, does he play Giroud or does he, as far as I know, Giroud is fit. Um, like William, the worrying thing about Chelsea is there's goals from everywhere, even from the likes of the full-back Marcus Alonso and through centre-halves can pop up with headers. There's goals throughout the team. You know, the last game they played against Everton with four different scores and a four 0 win. So, um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to be at our best tomorrow without a shadow of a doubt. But, uh, you know, I'd hope we we get in and, and get an early goal and hope for the best. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones that we could we could nick a win out of this one. Mm. We could. But you, be... you never know. I looked at the four fixtures, the four initial fixtures, and I went, "This is the one we probably won't get anything out." Out of, but uh, as time goes on, you you got to be hopeful with every game, you know. Like I mean, I'd snap your hand off now for for a nil all draw in this oh, one. Oh yeah, um, oh, Jesus, yeah. I, I think I think that will be I think that will be a moral victory for us. I think it'll be good going into the game against Newcastle at the, at, on Wednesday. 
So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with a draw. Obviously, we need wins and they need to come sooner rather than later. So, I hope we win it, but my money would be on a draw. I'd be, I'd, I'd be, I, w- I wouldn't be too upset if it was a draw. I don't think I would be either. Um, although, even, even though a draw does keep us still in the relegation zone, um, yeah. provided, obviously, the Bournemouth and, uh, and the teams above us don't win. Uh, mm. It would keep us there, keep us there because of our goal difference. And but I think at the moment our goal difference, we can't really be worried about our goal difference at the moment. I don't think we're going to have many chances to put up big scores on teams, and we haven't no. done it all year. So you know, I, I think we need to kind of forget about that mm. and kind of keep teams from scoring against us, which is easier said than done because it's been our Achilles heel over the course of the year. This te- this game against Chelsea, it just smacks of it smacks of one of those games whereby we will shut down somebody like a Tammy or a, a, a Giroud or we'll keep their main player quiet and next thing they'll spring Billy Gilmore off the bench with 20 yeah. minutes to go and he'll score or Mason Mount or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just like, like the last game we played against them. We played against them in, in, uh, earlier on in the season. You know, they get a goal through Tammy. Poor defending from Villa. Um, just on, on a post header in the box. It was, it was, for me, it was it was poor defending. Then we come back and we get a goal. Trezeguet scored the perfect hat trick in one goal. I think that's what you you referred to it to <laughs> me as the as before the the podcast. Um, it hit every part of his body, uh, even parts in the back of his body or something before it went into the net. It was one of those strange, strange goals. But then we go in at halftime one one, and then in forty eight minutes we perform our party trick and we concede within the first ten minutes of the second half. So. My mindset here is for the next two games is galvanize this team, not to concede, not to concede at pivotal times during the course of the course of the, the game. If we can learn that over the next couple of games, well, even even if we can learn this then at this game and against Wolves, you know, losing those cheap goals against teams like Newcastle, like Everton, like Crystal Palace, that's what's going to be the, the problem for us. Mm-hmm. Games that we're expected to get something out of or that we could potentially win. We've we've done that too often this year, you know. We've and we, we did it against Chelsea. Like this, that, this game was pretty dour, you know. Chelsea, Chelsea were were the better team. Uh, we weren't playing particularly well at that time, but we've gotten ourselves back into a true fortuitous means, and then we just let it slip again. Now, look, Mason Mount's goal was an absolute belter, you know. It was just a cracker for, uh, of a volley, but I don't know. It's 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 just one of those confidence sapping things that you kind of come across uh, from teams to go down and if we can stop that I think I'll be happy and as you say I think I'll be happy when they'll all draw tomorrow as well Yeah, I think I think it, uh, if, we, if we come out of this with another clean sheet we'd be very happy um, for that reason I don't see the back four changing um, unless Engels is ready I have no idea whether he is or not Um Chances are, from what he said on Wednesday, I missed his press conference yesterday, so I'm, I'm not. It's it's actually not that easy to listen to the press conference in Ireland because it's through Villa TV, and mm. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so I don't I don't know if 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 Engels is ready. I can't see him changing it that quickly anyway. If he if he was carrying an injury, so and plus we kept a clean sheet the other night, so I'd imagine mm. he'd run with the with the same defence. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I said they can, they can score goals from anywhere, so it's it's going to be tough without shadow. Um, so fingers crossed we can we can grind it out. But uh, as I said, it's more in hope than expectation. Um, 
interesting team selection again. Um, I don't think there'd be too many surprises. You know, I don't think we'd be scratching our heads like we were the other night before kickoff to who was playing right full or whether we had a three at the back. Mm. I think it'll be more or less the same. The changes might come with fitting in Samata or uh, changing the midfield. And the, the only the only change I can see happening in midfield, unfortunately, is probably Conor Horan. Yeah, and I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, it, it, well, I think Horan will stay there. I think the, the midfield three will stay because they played so well last day. Um, we haven't had a coherent performance from all three midfielders all, all year, I would go so far as to say, and that's been the first one that we've had. And I think that's something that Dean, Dean Spill has worked on. You could see it with Douglas Louise. We went through his touch patterns and, you know, how many touches of the ball he had and looking at, at, at all the statistical analysis of him, you know, he played fantastically. You know, he, as we mentioned, he was our man of the match. Um, I think Conor Oren stays there. Um, I, I, I think Keenan Davis stays there as well because of the because he's spoken about him an awful lot, and a couple of the players have spoken yeah. out and said that he's been, you know, that he's come back and he's been a colossus in training. Maybe they push him out to the right instead of Al Ghazi. Maybe they put Samata up top. Pretty ballsy move for me to have uh, Jack, Keenan Davis, Samata all in the in, in the front line. But I suppose at some stage. We might have to go for it and we might have to do that. I think that's probably something that they might try against Newcastle um, or maybe even Wolves. Uh, but I think for the time being, as I say, this, is, this isn't this is a must-win game. It's a must-not-lose game, I think. I think that's, yeah. that's probably a better way to describe it. And I think this one and Wolves, the first three games of, the, of, of this new uh, segment of the Premier League season, I think for me are must-not-lose games for certain. Yeah. Um, well, we, well, uh, depending on what happens tomorrow, I think Wednesday against Newcastle is going to be huge. And yeah. It's going to have a huge bearing on our season. So... I think oh, yeah. I think that's I think that's the one that would potentially get us out of out of the mire that we're in. Mm-hmm. So, and I I would imagine that's the one he's targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be you never know he could be looking for a, you know a surprise tomorrow. Um, I suppose he's got to target them all, but I would imagine in the back of his head, Newcastle is the, is the probably the one that he he'd be looking to win of the four openers. And yeah, let's I, face I, it, we only we only need we only need one win there somewhere. I think to to get us out of it, and then we can we can build on it from there. It just takes that pressure off of being in the bottom three. If you were to hand anybody any Villa fan in the world, if you were to hand them five points out of nine from these three games, and I think it's achievable. I think that they would absolutely snap your hand off. And even yeah. if you were to go, you know what, four points from these three games. I still think yeah. that would that that realistically is what people were probably thinking. We get a win you against Sheffield so, yeah. United, or we get a win against Newcastle. We'll see what way it goes against Chelsea. Look, the, the, this it's it's unprecedented times. We don't know what way teams are set up. We don't know what mindsets they have. Sluggishness, yeah. all that stuff comes into it. Like you see, you saw you saw Spurs and United last night. Spurs kind of sat back and they hit United on the. And the counter attack, they look like Spurs look like they had more energy for a good portion of the first half, and they faded very badly into the second half. And United yeah. brought on Pogba and, and Greenwood, and basically that change of pace, and that's what I'm talking about. That change of pace is going to be huge in these next next in these first two, three or four games, while people get back up to speed again. And and United showed it last night, and it was it was quite evident that that's why they kept Pogba off the field and they started Fred in there was that they wanted to keep it tight and then change the pace. And, and Spurs brought on people like La Celso, Harry Winks and um, uh, the Fernandez kid. And, and they couldn't really change. Like La Celso isn't really a change of pace player. 
Harry Winks is the most vanilla of all midfielders that you could ever come across. Good player, but just very vanilla. And, and you know, they didn't have that, that same kind of um, mentality that Pogba had and that Greenwood had to, to, to go forward. And that's my mindset behind not starting El Ghazi and um, maybe bringing him in off the bench to, uh, to, to change that pace and see what way we can go. Yeah. So... Um. Just one more thing I picked up on from me being the glutton I am for punishment to watch back that game the other night. There's still no protection of Jack. Um, yeah. If memory serves me correct, there was a lot of fouls against him in that Chelsea game and no yellow cards. You know, I really wonder what the, what the referees are at. Douglas Louise made one foul and yeah. gets a yellow card the other night. That was blatant though. Yeah, <laughs> I expected him to get it. Yeah, but the continuity, you know, you, you've got to you've got to be fair. There was there was three fouls from the one player on Jack before Douglas Louise was, yeah, was yeah. yellow carded, yeah. and and there's nothing. And it's it's the same week in week out, and it just gives it just gives the neutral the opinion that you know Jack is playing for the fouls. He's not playing for the fouls. Mm. He's bloody being fouled. He's the most fouled player in the league, but there's no protection there. So. And he's not even, and Paddy, he's not even allowed to smile on the field now. Roy Keane has an issue with him smiling on the field. Don't even so. get me started on that, man. <laughs> Roy Keane, yeah. Failed manager, failed assistant manager, ridiculous pundit. He's done nothing. I did enjoy him talking about David De Gea last night. I did enjoy that. <laughs> when he's not talking about our players, I actually like listening to him. Yeah, but but uh, I, I think he, he was unfair on De Gea too. The ball is absolutely hammered at him from 10 yards away. Yeah, like I mean, it's, it's like these things are going to happen. I don't think De Gea was too much at fault there, and he's, he's oh actually, Harry 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 Maguire was one hundred percent at fault. One hundred percent at fault. Yeah, like he he turned like a cartoon. He was you yeah. like literally when I saw it happen, I went, "How is he worth eighty million? I yeah. don't know how he's worth eighty million. Anyway. And to be honest, if if we weren't in lockdown and there was nothing else happening, I wouldn't be watching Roy Keane talking absolute fucking rubbish by <laughs> sports. I'd be turning it off. Which I did eventually. I said, I can't listen to this. One of my mates is a huge United fan. And uh, he's living in Toronto. And of course, he got it on TSN, the sports network over in Canada. So he certainly didn't have any any, uh, Roy Keane with a fire under his arse talking uh, for for the punditry at halftime. So we were trying to relay it all back to him. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he put it this way. It was a far more sanitized version that he got when he was watching it in, in Toronto. Yeah. But I, I, I have to say, for him to lay into Jack Grealish the way he did, yeah, he'd, he'd want to have a hard look at himself because if he's that good of a coach and a manager, he would have beaten that out of him in the year that he told us could look in the championship. So exactly. as far as I can say, he can go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that Probably is not true. Not to use expletives, which is very hard when I talk about Roy Keane. Yeah, that you know? is true. So, yeah, um, he he's a lot to answer for himself, and he's 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 failed in management, and his punditry is just you know it's Eamon Dunphy esque. So it's bordering on that at the moment. You can watch it. it. You can watch it if you like. But I, I if, as I said, if I wasn't in lockdown, I wouldn't have even bothered listening to it. I wouldn't even bother reading the stories. It's just nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. Ireland's a small place, so I hope he doesn't arrive on your doorstep at some stage, Paddy. Oh, he's more than welcome. <laughs> more than welcome. I've met him a few times. He wasn't too pleasant when he was when he was playing football, so uh, I doubt he'd be very pleasant when he's uh, when he's on the doorstep. Yeah, when he's yeah, an angry yeah. angry man on on the punditry and Sky Sports. Exactly. Well, guys, look, that's going to do for our preview today. Um, 
as I say, look, it's all to be written tomorrow. That's 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 a phrase I've used an awful lot this year. Is it's all to be written? We can talk all we want about it, and you can have your opinion. I can have my opinion. But look, we've all pretty much been proven to be pretty wrong at times during the course of this year. I hope that uh, hope that we're proven to be right, and I hope that we do come out of this game with something tomorrow. Um, yeah, as I say, everybody, stay safe. Uh, once again, if you are going to make your way to Villa Park. Don't because there's just no point. I think I think it worked out well the last time. Um, there was one one gentleman though. In fairness, watched it under gazebo with his uh, with his laptop up, and that didn't look too bad. There was social distancing involved. I think he was yeah. there with his with his with his son or something. But um, yeah, that wasn't too bad. At least there wasn't a horde of eighty people outside with flares and banners and stuff like that, uh, and needing to be dispersed by by the police. But I have no, a feeling you might see Mark Goodwin there again tomorrow. I just have a sneaky feeling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in fairness, that, that guy, well, not in fairness, he should be staying away from the stadium because that's what we were asked to do. Mm-hmm. But that guy hasn't missed a game since 1981 or something. Yeah, I think so, it was something like that. It was, it was 40 I, years. Yeah, it was probably the last time we played behind closed doors against Besiktas that he missed a game. So um, I can understand his frustration and mm. we're all in the same boat. We'd all love to be there. Jesus, yeah. it's June. There's nothing else happening. I'd love to be over at Villa Park at yeah. games. Exactly. exactly. Instead of going, in, instead of going in December when it's pissing down rain and it's freezing cold, yeah. So, what can you do? What it's can you uh, do right. we're, we're locked out for now. It'll, it'll all come good in the end if we all behave ourselves. So, exactly. Uh, fingers crossed, everyone stays away tomorrow, and we're, we're not the talk of the of the nation. Exactly. So you can catch the podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Mac for the love of. You can find Paddy on at Villa Paddy. Make sure that you tell anybody you know about podcasts. Look, we're having a bit of crack here, and uh, you never know with everything that's going on, people might want more Villa content to listen to out there. Uh, so you can get them to subscribe on any of the podcast platforms that you use. Um, we're literally on all of them. So whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, whatever people use, we're there. Uh, so you can just search for Further Love of Paul McGrath Podcast. Uh, game number two of this of this new segment of the Premier League is almost upon us and we'll be back to talk to you afterwards and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.